Hello and welcome to the Holmes Politicast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Jim. And we are back for a special episode. Um, you guys may re- remember this format from uh, just a few months ago. So, <laughs> uh, so we wanted to get together today and just talk about the last six months. We've been doing this podcast, people, for six months now. Um, that's crazy. It is. So, It doesn't seem like six months, really. No, it doesn't. It seems like, well... Yeah, you know, it, it kind of seems like, one, we've been doing this forever, but yeah. two, we haven't been doing it super long at all either. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Just this year's been so crazy. Yeah. Do so you remember uh, Remember when we started our first show? Uh, where, where were we recording? Were we at the library? We did, Well, the very first one, was that at the library in uh, Grand Valley? Or did we just meet to talk on that one? I think we did record it. I at think the we library did. That was the first yeah. one. And then we started recording at the library in Grand Haven. Yep. After that. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. See, that just seems like a long, long time ago. Yeah, it does. I, I hardly even remember there. Yeah. Hardly even remembered we were at Grand Valley. Right. Um, so I was listening to earlier shows, <laughs> like the first four. Yeah. And we were talking about. So many things that I yeah. did not know were about to become absolutely irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember we were talking about the, the elections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- those are actually still happening. Those are yeah, still yeah. important. And right, yeah. John James is still running against Gary Peters. Yep. We were talking about that at that point. And uh, we weren't talking a whole lot about the presidential one because it was just the primaries. And there wasn't a lot to talk about with that. But Yeah. Yep. And we were talking about the... The budget and the uh, roads. The roads. The, how, who was, how we were going to pay for the roads yep. and that whole debate, which nobody cares about anymore, it seems like. I, nobody in Washington, or nobody in Lansing cares about anymore. No. They've, just, they've completely dropped it. But that was a big issue there for a while. It was. So how are we going to pay for the roads and, you know, we're going to use bonds or poll tax or poll, or not, not. Are they? They're not poles, are they? Uh, toll. Tolls. Uh, toll. Yeah. yeah. You're close. <laughs> I was like, it sounds right, but it doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> Tolls. Um, yeah. There was a lot of debate, and then it's gone. No one's talking about it anymore. Yep. Yep. I think eventually we'll get back to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some semblance of normalcy, but. Yeah. I think I think the national aspect uh, needs to be in the show because it has such an impact. It shouldn't. Right. It really shouldn't, but because national politics does have such a huge impact on our mm-hmm. state politics, you know, whatever's going on in Washington yeah. affects us immensely, mm-hmm. like the recent Supreme Court decision. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and obviously, I think we would have talked about the big stuff anyway, right. but then coronavirus just eclipsed everything. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it seems like we've talked a lot about national issues lately because that's there's not a whole lot to talk about. With you know, like we were talking about the uh, early on, I was thinking about that yesterday, the day before, and preparing for this, and I was thinking about how much we were talking about local and state issues in the beginning, and it seems like now almost everything I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, there might be a few headlines, but most everything we're talking, or at least I'm talking about, is usually on a national level because there's just not really that much. I mean, I'll, we'll be going back, or at least I will. You know, I'm sure you will too, but I'll be going back to a lot more local stuff once a lot of this uh, quiets down. But just, but it does seem so weird compared to where we were just six months ago when everything was all about and and faith. Everything was all about lo- local issues, and I remember faith would always have to rein us in. Yeah, because you're like guys, this <laughs> is about local politics, you know, or no, we, you know, because we'd get off on some tangent about Trump or something, and she'd be like, guys, remember this is a. This is the Holmes Politicast about <laughs> about the state and things, and now it's like ah, we're just talking about whatever. But yep, yep. But yeah, yeah, we'll be going back to that. But it's just crazy when you listen to those early ones. We were talking, about, you know, like building up to the state of the state, and you know, and scout, scrounging through news stories trying to find local stories to talk about, and yeah. Yep. Yep. Remember our state of the state got taken down. We uh, oh, we edited right. out all the claps and yeah. they were like, "Yep, nope, you can't, 
you can't uh, publish public speak speeches. Yeah, which I didn't understand at all. I mean, she's a public servant. Yeah. And she's speaking, and then you in her public servant capacity, right? And her, yeah. yeah. It's not like it's not like we, uh, you know, um, hacked into her emails or, you know, recorded a private phone conversation and wanted to play it. Right. So it's her state of the state, and we can't replay that. We can't, you know, yeah. It's just insane, just insane. Yeah, the whole build up to that and that uh, Monty. From Flint, was that the no, kid's I name? I remember that yeah. kid. Yeah, filling in, filling in potholes with dirt. Yeah, and, uh, uh. yeah. It just seems like a long time ago, and then on a national. I remember at the beginning of the year, we, were, we everyone thought we were going to go to war with Iran because of General Soleimani. Soleimani, yeah. yes, yes. You know, and that's how it started the year. I mean, people were pulling their hair out. Trump's going to start a war. We're all going to die. And yup, you know, he got impeached. And then yeah, and then we did uh. the whole impeachment. Nonsense. Yeah. Uh, which was just a waste of time and money because everybody knew how it was going to turn out. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like, wasn't like there was a, a chance that he might get removed and everyone's on, you know, biting their fingers wondering, you know, what's going to happen? Who? How are they going to vote? I mean, we all knew. So yeah. it was just a waste of time and money. Yeah, it was no secret that the Democrats yeah. were trying to impeach him the right. second from the second he got into office yeah. until they finally actually had absolutely nothing to go on. But they knew right. the election was coming, so they had to get it done. Yeah. Um, Probably at that time, naively thinking that would be the biggest story of the year. Yeah, <laughs> you know that oh, everyone yeah. would remember all year that Trump—he's the impeached president trying to run for re-election. And but now I don't think anyone even remembers that he was impeached. Really, I didn't. You know, you, you, you reminded yeah. me last week, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just—I mean, it's crazy when the news is so there's so much news going on that. The president of the United States being impeached is like one of the sixth or seventh most important stories. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, I and maybe like, even lower. I don't even know, but I feel like we need to bring this back for that comment. Oh, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh man, I forgot to I forgot to be patting my show with uh, fake applause from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could really you could really draw your your show out to like an hour and a half, two oh, hours, I could. just. Easy. You know, 15 minutes of talk and then... 20 you know, minutes of applause. Yeah, I mean, you can really... you don't really, We don't really even have to prepare very much anymore if we just have that fake applause. Exactly. Just, you know, a few lines, you know. Uh, yeah, I, whatever, you know. I hate the coronavirus and everyone can applaud, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey... Uh, the coronavirus is racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whitmer is a fool. Yeah, ah. yeah, you know, I mean, it just... You know, just throw out these lines. We don't even have to really work. We can yeah. just say lines, applause lines, have the applause button going, and our show's done. Exactly. I mean, that's what they do in the state of the state, and, <laughs> oh. and, and pretty much any any speech. If only we could be as useless as our politicians yeah. and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. well, one of the reasons why um, Trump is so interesting is because I'm not saying he never uses applause lines. He may occasionally. I mean, things that he knows, like build the wall and stuff. He knows those are good. But Oh, yeah. But When he's trying he, to rile up the crowd. Right. But he usually just talks off the cuff. You know, he doesn't have... It's not all pre-planned like the state of the state. Um, his state of the unions are scripted, but they're not a lot of applause lines. But but yeah, but I, I always find him interesting to listen to if he's giving a speech or something because um, it's it's more natural... And it's easy to listen to where it's, I don't, I don't find it easy to listen to like Whitmer if she's giving a speech. Oh or, goodness. Or she's so Obama hard to to. when he would give his state of the union, it would just be dry. Yep. It would just, it wouldn't really mean anything. It would just be applause lines, you know, I challenge us, you know, the next four years are going to be better than the last four years. And everyone applauds and stands up and our military needs to be the best in the world. And everyone yep. applauds, you know, it just was a lot of platitudes and rhetoric and, but Trump's actually kind of interesting to listen to because you, you, you kind of get an insight into what he's thinking about things and his opinions about things. And Yeah. So I had actually, uh, I, was, I was promoting the show, just a little yeah. side note. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to this guy, he was, he was buying some lotto tickets. And I was like, hey man, if you want to waste some money on something useless, uh, you know, I got a podcast. <laughs> he goes... He goes, waste my money. I just won 500 bucks on this ticket. I'm like, oh, well. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoops. Of all. Wow. 
<laughs> of all the days. Of all the people you come into. I mean, how often does that happen? That you just oh. run into someone who just won $500. Exactly. And... So that was that was kind of funny. But he goes, he goes yeah. so do you guys like Trump? And I was like, eh, not really. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really like him. Uh, I just like the fact that he drives the left crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't hate everything he does. So Right, yeah. So that, that may be a mis- I feel like that's a common misconception for both of us is that like uh, people will just assume that we just love Trump and everything he does. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I was ripping him on my show. Uh, oh, were you? Yeah, because he's, he's – I mean we've got armed takeovers going on. Yeah. We've got armed uh, autonomous – we've got the armed autonomous zone. And yeah. And he's tweeting law and order and not sending in the army. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I mean some of the stuff he's signed, I've I've ripped him for that. Like, yeah, uh, some of his rhetoric, some of the stupid things he says. I I will freely admit when he says something absolutely boneheaded. Mm-hmm. I've never heard any Obama fan admit that you know no. Obama made some boneheaded comment. No. So, I mean, I guess if if uh, <laughs> if complaining about your favorite politician makes them their favorite politician, well, maybe, but. Yeah. I don't feel like he's my favorite. I don't have a favorite no. politician. I kind of hate them all. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't really care for a lot of Trump, but I do like a lot of things he does. Yeah. Like, personally, I don't really care for him a whole lot. But yeah, I don't oppose a lot of the stuff he's doing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You, I, you're, uh, you tried to uh, get rid of DACA the I, other yeah. day. And the Supreme Court said, nope. Right. Yeah, they did. So, uh, actually, you know, before we get into that, we'll, we'll get into I'll ask you about that one as well. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, because we were on the, sub, ugh, because we were on the subject of, I'm going to do that a lot. <laughs> I do that a lot on my show, guys. <laughs> I just cut that out so you can't hear it. <laughs> yeah. I am retarded in front of a microphone, okay? This, this takes a lot of work for me. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is strange how that happens. Like, we, we can sit at church and just spitball and talk for for. Ever until they pull us in, basically, yeah, to the service. But then we get in front of a microphone. And we're like, um, uh, 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 what was it? Um, I lost my train of thought. Well, uh, you know, like brain just, cannot yeah, do. I just don't understand how that happens. You know, uh, put a microphone out and we, we're completely inept. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the biggest news stories: Trump being impeached. Maybe you said seven or eight. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Jim's expert analysis. What is the biggest thing that's happened this year? Um, I don't. Oh, oh, it's a tough one. It is a tough one because it would definitely be between the riots and protests and the coronavirus lockdowns. Okay. Uh, because I think those are having the larger impact long term. They are having a big impact long term. So that's why I would say it's. One of those is probably, but it also would depend on how long these protests and things are going on. Like if they they've been going on for like eighteen days now. Yeah, days, I mean, if it goes there. on for a couple more months, then yeah, that's going to be a huge, big story. But if it kind of peters peter peters out, <laughs> then um, bitter patter. Yeah, uh, then the whole country, but a lot of the country going on lockdown. Yeah. And, and, you know, and a lot of deaths, I guess. I mean, you know, they talk, I think we've hit maybe 2,000 deaths, uh, at least on paper. I don't know how many exactly. Uh, I think we're up closer to 5,000. Is it? Okay. I, I think so. I can't really remember. I remember. I know. We stopped talking about Trump it. Trump tweeted something about it. He's talking about a sober milestone. And he, you know, it was, he didn't make a big deal about it, but he just mentioned and I couldn't remember the numbers. I think you're right. I think 2,000 is way too low. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, think, I think those were the nursing home deaths were around 2,000. Oh, yeah. You're probably right about that. Yeah. But like you said, I kind of quit paying attention to it because it just was becoming ridiculous. Yeah, and politicized. And, and... and then like, like you've talked about before, anybody, almost anybody who dies, you know, if they die of like the flu, it's coronavirus, you know. Yeah. Like they're adding... Get shot in the head. Coronavirus. Right, yeah. I mean, they're, they're padding it a lot to make it sound worse. I actually, I heard um, 
this is somebody I know personally, or my fiance knows personally. Okay. Uh, died of stage four cancer. Mm. They put him down as a coronavirus death. Yeah. He has stage four cancer. They yeah. knew he was going to die. Yeah. Like, that is just ridiculous. But right. regardless of the, the padding and everything. So I, I would actually disagree with you on those two. Oh. I, I think what the, do you think the biggest story is? The biggest story, and we can we can discuss the, mm-hmm. the, the merits and demerits of this, is uh, governors high-handedly oppressing their citizens. I think that is the biggest story. Because we've had riots and looting, mm-hmm. you know. Obama had like eight, he did eight different riots and yeah. loots, and um, you know, so that's happened before. The I think the yeah the biggest thing is um, our governors taking a pandemic, a uh, uh, medical emergency, mm-hmm. quarantining healthy people, shutting down businesses forcibly. I mean, I think that sets a much more dangerous and disturbing precedence. Than almost anything else that's gone on this year. I mean, the impeachment. Democrats always do dumb yeah, stuff. That's, um, yeah. The coronavirus, eh, bad flu season, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that just like while it was going, even now, still, I'm just like, how were they able to get away with this? Mm-hmm. And this, and like, I know at least Michigan Supreme Court ruled in favor of the governor doing that. Um, yeah, and, which surprised me. Yeah, that really surprised. And Wis- me. Wisconsin's didn't. Wisconsin's mm-hmm. uh, struck down that, or you know, struck down uh, what is his name over in Wisconsin? Do, do Evers? Pull, is it Evers? I thought it was Tony Evers, but I could be wrong. No, that sounds right. I think du- Dupoy or Do something is Ohio, but anyway. Oh, Duet. Duet is yeah, Ohio. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's just. It's it's crazy to me that, mm-hmm. that 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 went on and that so many people supported it. Yeah. That so many people supported just unconstitutional governor takeovers mm-hmm. of the economy. That is that is a good point. I really no. wasn't thinking about that. You got to argue with me now. We got we got to make this show. Well, I we meant argue your points. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good point. Uh, I was thinking more in terms of like at the end of the year when time does its year in review. Is more what I was thinking when you said the biggest news stories. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, you know, that they would, those are the kind of things that'll be on the front, you know, like the coronavirus and the, in the riots and things. Okay. As far as the big news stories and like Trump being impeached will be weighed back there and just in the year in review. Yeah. But the Supreme Court rulings and like what you just said there. Yeah. I suppose as far as long-term effects on the nation. Those are much more serious. Yeah. And have longer lasting consequences because, you know, I do agree. I mean, we've had, we've had riots and, and recently, like you said, uh, this idea that, you know, I keep hearing Democrats talking about how all these problems started with Trump and everything. Like, were they, did they have amnesia during Obama's presidency? You had Ferguson, you had, you know, which was up in flames. You had all kinds of, he didn't help race relations at all. No, he made them significantly yeah. worse. And they're acting like he was the great savior. You know, he came in office and racism was over and then Trump got into office and bam. You know, he just brought back racism and Confederate flags flying and all this, you know. This, well, see, I disagree things, with you there too. You, 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 you think Trump that, brought all this? No, I, I, I think uh, Obama did not. I don't think they, they, see, I didn't see them saying racism was over. When Obama was elected, see, oh. it it looks more like they doubled down because then they were like every 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 question because during Obama is when oh. all the the any questionable police shooting of a black guy mm-hmm. became a big issue, um, whether it was legitimate or not. Like Michael Brown, Michael Brown absolutely should have been shot. He was charging the cops. The coroner's report said that. Uh, multiple black witnesses said that. And that the was media, in Ferguson. Or was that Michael Brown was shot? I can't I think remember. Was Ferguson? Yeah, I, I think, think he was Ferguson. I think that was the Ferguson because there was a number of them, like Eric Garner and yeah, a bunch of whole a whole bunch of them. Yep. During yep. that time, and but it's I, hard to keep track. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That it, it kind of inflamed, like under Bush and even under Clinton, you didn't see a lot of these race issues. Yeah. Being brought up. Yeah. And then when Obama got into office. Everything became very uh, race centered. Yeah, 
I mean, you know. people were saying black people are being hunted down and yeah. the cops, you know, that's, that's when the whole, I think that's when the whole defund the police movement started. They weren't saying defund the police. Right, right. But they were rioting and looting and they demanding were. that police off. I mean, when you demand that police officers that shot a giant black dude charging yeah. them who had already tried to steal an officer's gun. Mm-hmm. And you start writing about that? Like, that is stupid. You are trying to charge cops that have done nothing with yeah. some, being being some sort of criminal. Yeah. And so I think that's when, all, when this whole movement started of criminals being um, hailed as heroes and hailed as, like, model citizens and hailed as martyrs for the yeah. cause. And it's just stupid. It's all stupid. Remember that Baltimore mayor during that... Uh, during the riots where she created that riot zone or something. Remember, do you remember that? I don't remember like, that. It was a woman, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was a female mayor. I wanted to say, of course it was. But. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but Faith Ann's not here, so but, I can't yeah. say sexist things. But yeah, she, she, she said that this area can be a riot area if you want to. Burn stuff down. You can do it from like this, this block to that block or something. I remember just... I mean, anybody with a brain was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're just going to like, these toddlers are throwing a tantrum and you're just saying, oh, here, we're going to give you a whole block here that you can just, you know, it's an area that's, you know, kind of been abandoned anyway. You yep. can burn, you can do whatever you want here, but don't step outside of that, these lines, you know, like what, I don't know. It's just, it's so dumb. It's beyond words. Like, I don't even have words to describe how stupid that is. Yeah. Like, you know. The whole idea of, first of all, they're criminals, looting and rioting and burning things down. Why do you think they're going to follow an artificial line that you've drawn and be like, you know, you can't cross here, though. You come over here and we're going to have to arrest you. Do you think they're going to care? No. You know, they didn't care anyway when when they didn't have a, a zone to burn. They're just burning indiscriminately anyway. So, I don't know. It's just, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right about that uh, do you think that there's been a backlash though from white people because of because of the division you know of you know taking like Obama taking the side of black people in the news and everything? You think there was like are you asking like if people are expressing? I don't even know if they're racist people, but but you know kind of like you know. Being very critical of the black community because the other side refuses, you to know, acknowledge any other right. Yes. You know. So, so like they're much, saying, much black more, people are perfectly fine. They're they're good people. They're decent people. They've done nothing wrong. It's all white people. And then you have some white people pushing back and being like, no, those, that community are monsters. They are thugs. They are, you know, maybe they wouldn't have said that in a normal year. Yeah. But because. They're not taking, you know, and nobody's blaming them for anything. They're becoming more vocal. A lot of white people are being more vocal yep. in their criticism. That's, yeah, that's, I know. I've definitely become more vocal. Like, yeah. there was a time when mm-hmm. I was scared to say yeah. that, well, black people commit like 60% of the crimes in the country. They make up 14% of the population. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how many black people that is committing crimes? That's yeah. a good majority of the population, at mm. least. How is it? How are how are you, how are you mad about a cop profiling them mm-hmm. when most of them are criminals? Mm-hmm. I mean, a good majority, and it, and it actually may not be a good majority. Yeah, or it may not be a majority. It may not be over fifty one percent. But the disproportionate number of crimes are coming from that community. And okay, I would yeah. never have said that, that yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, like because uh, because it wasn't. I'm just going to... Yeah, it wasn't politically correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to say that you were a racist for bringing that mm-hmm. up. And you still are. Um, well, but right, yeah. The term racist just means so little now because it's right. used for everything. That I don't yeah, care if yeah. you call me a racist. Well, remember when Obama was president, just criticizing him was racist. Yeah. you know, Disagreeing with him. Yeah. Oh, it must be yeah. because he's black. Right. No, yeah. it can't be because he's an idiot. Because I, I remember, uh, not an argument, but... Having somebody say that to me, you know, really, because because you, yeah, well, yeah, because I didn't like Obama. Uh, what? And I said, yeah, and I, I told him I didn't think Obama was a very good president. I thought he was very weak, 
and things like this. And their response was, you're only saying that because you're a racist. Yep. You know, if that's you, when the conversation's you know, over. And that's, and I, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like, I mean, I, I look, there's really no point in arguing. I'm done. There's just, yep. you know, if, if you're going to throw out that I'm a racist just because I disagree with Obama, I'm just criticizing my president. I mean, there's nothing... Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not, you know, I'm yeah, not... Yeah, Jim, I'm starting to think that all those times you disagreed with Trump, you're just racist against oranges, aren't you? Yeah. You are just an orangist person. Right. Yeah, I, I, I know. I It just it just really annoyed me. And, and But like you said, they just started throwing that out so much that... Yeah. At first, I would stay quiet, you know, if I didn't know people. Yeah. I wouldn't... I wouldn't talk about Obama because I didn't want to be accused of being a racist again. Yep. Like I'm just trying to be fair here. See, and that's, and, and that's, so, but now I don't care anymore because, okay, you're going to call me racist. I don't care. Yeah. And you're going to get you know, called racist. Because anyway. I'm going to get it anyway. Yep. You know, so I might as well just say what I, what I'm thinking instead of holding back and being like, well, they might misinterpret it as something like, you know, you're going to say I'm a racist anyway. So, yep. Hey, might as well just say what's on my mind. If it comes off as racist, well, it's not any different what you thought of me anyway. Yep. You know, so it's not, you know. I, so, yeah, because I, 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 I thought about, like, uh, Dylan Roof. Remember, he's the one who shot up that black church uh, in 2015. Do you remember that, that white kid? He's the one that the two guys jumped in a truck and went down and got him, didn't they? No, oh, no, that was, that was in Texas. That was a different... Okay. That was a different situation. This was in Virginia. Virginia. And this white kid, remember, he went and he sat in at a black church and did prayer meeting with them or something and then went out to his vehicle came in and shot a whole bunch of them um you'd probably remember it because i mean it was a big deal obama spoke at the funeral for the for yeah. the people i remember a whole bunch of stuff like that but happening. yeah but i know a lot of that stuff there was so much of it it's hard to keep track like we talk about with all the with these different eric garner and tamir rice and all these like yeah i remember the it's names hard to keep the fake but ones i can't remember where and that and it's yeah but anyway, it was a big deal, and, and he had said that he was hoping, or at least this is allegedly what he said, I don't know, this is what the FBI claimed he said, that he wanted to start a race war. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll take the FBI at their word in this case, just to make my point. If that was true, I don't think he would have done that at a normal time. I think, from what it sounded like, he was just so angry at at the way black people were being martyred, you know, like... They were being killed, like Mike, uh, Michael, Michael Brown, Michael Brown, and things, yeah. and they were being held up as martyrs and great men, you know, honorable, wonderful human beings who were just gunned down. And I think he was just angry and just wanted to take it out yeah. on, you know. And that's what I mean. Like it, it seems as if, and obviously he was unbalanced too. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not at all <laughs> saying what he did was justified yeah, or no condoning but, of, of shooting black people. But here. I'm just, I'm just saying that. That mentality of just being so angry, yeah, and not knowing how to express it, yeah, because you're just so angry and so tired of being labeled that you're the reason why all the problems exist mm-hmm. in the country. You're, you know, it's your white privilege, it's your racism, it's your oppression, it's your, you know, like I've not done anything. I've never owned a slave. I've never oppressed anybody. Yeah, you know, I don't. True, I don't know a lot of black people just because of the circles I'm in. I'm not opposed to it. I don't refuse to talk to black people. I just don't, you know, if somebody says, name one of your close black friends, I'd have to say, well, honestly, I don't have any real close black friends right now. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I knew a lot of black people. I was friends with them, black kids and things. So it's offensive when people say that I'm the problem. Yeah. Like I've, I've never once even like, I may have, when I was a kid, like used the N word. I don't know. I don't remember. I have ever saying it, but I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not without the realm of possibility that I would have said it. Yeah. I just don't remember ever saying it, and I never called anybody that. I might have said it like doing rap or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I did joking I, around, but I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have actually said it to somebody. But my point is, I've never done anything purposely offensive. Yeah. To black people, or tried to hold them down, or tried to keep them from getting a job, or anything. So it's offensive to me when they say that it's my fault. Yep. That that um, that crime among the black community is so high. It's because I'm not giving them a chance. I'm not giving them a job. I'm not an employer. 
Yep. It's not my fault that they can't get a job. I don't employ people. Yep. If I had a business and I only hired white people, then maybe you could say, I have questions. Yeah. But I've, I have nothing. I'm not, you know, I, I don't own land. I'm not refusing, you know, property or, or homes to black people. I'm not doing anything that you could construe. So it just bothers me. And, and with 2016, actually, I think it was in 2016 that that shooting occurred, you know, because that was right. That's when they... That's when they, I, I think I'm wrong, it wasn't Virginia, I think it was South Carolina. Then that's when they had the debate about lower, the getting rid of the Confederate flag oh, okay. in South Carolina. But it was the result of that. Because, See, and so there was just so much anger that I, I really believe that is what propelled Trump into the White House. Yeah. Is that there was just so much anger and what do you do? You know, how do you express this? Because we're not lunatics going to go shoot down a, shoot up down a, a black church. Yeah. So for us of us, so for those of us who are sane and love our country and are just sick of what's happening, what are you going to do? You can't take it out on anybody. We're not going to lynch people and burn down buildings. So yep. you got this guy that <laughs> everyone hates. I mean, the Republicans hated him. The Democrats hated him. Black people hated him. You know, the media hated him. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were just crazy with their hatred. They're blinded. It was, it was kind of nice. I mean, even though... Just to watch them all. I wasn't even a big Trump supporter, but election night, I remember just loving it. It was delicious. The tears, um, uh, you know, I didn't. I wasn't watching Fox News because I thought Hillary would end up winning. So I was curious to see how you know the liberals were going to portray this and things. And so I just happened to be watching, flipping between MSNBC and CNN. When Trump won, and I was like, oh, remember, I love it. Remember this lady? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that oh, lady oh, with her mouth oh. wide open and screaming. Uh, I remember the pictures at Hillary Clinton's victory oh, rally. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, my God. That oh. never gets old. She she looks like she's going through childbirth or something. She's <laughs> screaming, <laughs> all tensed up, oh, and it's dude. constant. Like it, it's not like just one. I'm so sorry <laughs> to my world. I am so sorry to my world. This is not what we want. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. There's so much potential. So much potential. Oh, I love it! All right, oh goodness, the leftist tears flow, and we just. But I I loved it, and I, you know, I watched. They kept showing Hillary Clinton's victory party, which was just fantastic. I loved it. Then media, one of those magazines, put out the headline: "Madam President." They had already printed up the the magazine with her face, "Madam President, Number Forty Five, and. They had this glass ceiling oh. at Hillary's rally that was going to crack and break or shatter. And then she was going to walk out onto the glass and, you know, the shattered glass. She's just broken that glass ceiling. And I was like, oh, I mean, I wasn't looking forward to seeing that at all. But I was like, it's just inevitable. She's going to win. That's what everyone's saying. It's what the media is saying. So. And then they panned the crowd of Hillary supporters when they announced that. And you just... Everybody. They were in tears. Oh, they were yes. white as as a ghost. Just Even some of them just people. staring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were just staring forward like they like they just watched a murder or something. Yeah. Just staring into space. Some of them were crying. Some of them were like that woman just, you know, you know, basically like ashcloth and yeah. sack and, sackcloth and ashes. Yeah, ashes, and, ashes. Yeah, yeah, and sackcloth. <laughs> I mean, you know, just ah, you know, just and I just loved it. And then of course there was Rachel Maddow and, uh, uh, you know, in tears. No, this isn't a nightmare or this yeah. isn't a dream. This is real. Yep. You know, and Van Jones on CNN, tears running down his oh, face. Yeah. Like, I can't believe Donald Trump is not right you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, Brian please. Stelter. Oh, I, uh, I didn't see him, but that would have been great too. Uh, I don't remember his, his response. I want to go, need to go back. And yeah, I got to go back because I could find. I know I, it was funny. Yeah, I, I've he's seen... A, he's a giant yeah. uh, 
yeah. he's he's a woman in disguise. Yeah. Uh, and and his uh, emotions. Oh yeah, he just go he's wild. so emotional about everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, wow, we have been talking about this for thirty five minutes. We've just been oh going. Oh my goodness! And there's so much more we could talk <laughs> there's about. There's so much more. Okay, so let's let's jump back into twenty uh, twenty twenty mm-hmm. because yes, all the stuff you know that. Obama did all the craziness yeah. there. Obviously, led up to Trump being elected, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the craziness we're seeing now. Uh, let's see. I, I had asked a question, and then I, I said we're gonna get get back to that one. Um, all right. So we had to go back and listen to mm-hmm. to figure out what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna jump back into current events. Um. DACA, mm-hmm. very recent. Uh, Supreme Court just said that the president is not allowed to rescind another president's orders. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, this is another thing that's been a long time in coming and started in the Obama era. Mm-hmm. Our judicial branch thinking that it's the legislative branch. Yeah. And our legislative branch abdicated. Ooh, excuse me. Abdicating its duties to make laws mm-hmm. in favor of the president making laws. Yeah. And obviously, not a single leftist had a problem when Obama was doing it. No. Nobody complained no. that Obama had overstepped his bounds in creating a law, enforcing uh, or creating a law that gives uh, illegal immigrants a legal status. Yeah. Not a single one. No. But as soon as Trump wants to. Get rid of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, one president can imp- implement it. You would think one president can get rid of it, right? No, nope. think so. Not when you're a leftist. <clears throat> not when you're a leftist. It only works if you're a Democrat. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to follow the law. So, this is one thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. Um, Democrats, <clears throat> they just refuse to play nice. They refuse to play by the rules. They refuse to hold themselves to the same standards that they hold Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think I've said this on the show before, uh, in regards to Peter Lucido, uh, if you are going to continually use nasty tactics against us, oh yeah, there are going to be a lot of Republicans. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of them that mm-hmm. are just good, fired, pissed off about everything right now, and they're yeah. just like, "Hey, if you guys are gonna mm-hmm. use cheap tactics, we're gonna use cheap tactics too." Mm-hmm. But the the amazing thing is, uh, Trump's first. Supreme Court pick sided with the liberals. Yeah, that surprises me. I, I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah. I don't know where he's getting this from. Dorset? Yeah. Uh, that was on the uh, uh, firing. Was it wasn't on the one. That was on, yeah, that was on the That LGBTQ was on the firing one. gay people. Yep. Um, because of their orientation. And I, I think he was <clears> on, <throat> on board with DACA too. I think he was on board with not striking down the. You know, I I can't say that for sure. Honestly, but, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I know he was. I know he was. He sided with the liberals, on the first one. Yeah. But on the DACA, I really can't. I don't know. I just know John Roberts was there. And of course. I don't know the others who else voted in favor of it. Yeah, and John Roberts always <coughs> sides with the liberals because <coughs> he's not a real conservative. Wasn't he a Bush appointee? Yeah, Bush appointed him. Yeah. And uh, Bush wasn't a real conservative either. No, 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 not no. by any means. Um, no. Yeah, I I didn't like Roberts at the time that Bush nominated him. Uh, I can't remember now all the reasons why because it was so long ago. But yeah, I but was, now he's just confirmed that why I didn't like him. Yeah, because he with every decision he makes right he every every that. decision <laughs> he upheld Obamacare. Yep. When that went before him, there was no possible way that can be constitutional. For the government to require you to purchase, yeah, Obamacare, any kind of a product, yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody would know that, even without a law degree. Yep. The, the government can't force you to do something, buy it, something. It takes a special kind of law degree, yeah, to be able to find that in the Constitution, right? Well, and maybe he went to Harvard, the same place Tim Kaine went and got his education, his oh, history gosh. degree. Tim Kaine, um, good night. But yeah, so I mean, he's consistently voted on the wrong side of almost every issue that I can think of. I, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with every ruling that's come out, but everyone that I'm familiar with, yeah, John Roberts has been on the wrong side. Yep. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. I, but I, I'm, I was just surprised 
that um, on both those rulings, I was really surprised. And it and it and it made no and the 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 one about firing gay people had no um, exemptions like for religious organizations or anything. So yeah, we saw this coming. Yeah, that is just <clears throat> ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue in favor of fire of not being able to fire people for you know if you're a business owner just secularly, but that is just ridiculous. I argue. I argue. It's not hard. They own their business. That is their property. The government does not get to tell them what to do with it. Yeah. Even if I, they even if they do something you don't like with it. Yeah. Using the government as a club, not allowed. Right. If you don't like the way they run their business, you don't like the way they're they're servicing their customers. Start your own business. That's yeah. the free market. Get the f over it. Well, yeah. Well, okay. I, free market. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking about free market. Yeah. yeah. I said I said get the f over it. I shouldn't oh. have said that. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really well, trying get, to keep myself. You get worked up sometimes. I, I do. mean, I mean, not just you. I mean. In general, you yeah. get worked up because of the idiocy. Uh, but you're right. Uh, but r- religious institutions, I mean, that, that is just ridiculous. It's going to completely devastate religion in this country. Yeah. If, like, our church, if, if some, uh, a, a, some gay man or lesbian wants to become, uh, I don't know, wants to be a preacher or pastor or something, and they say no, theoretically... I mean, I guess, or if or if somebody's teaching at a religious school, and I guess that's better. They, I was, they turn around and they say, "Oh, I'm gay now." Yeah, and they and you say, "Well, as though it's their choice, as yeah. though they weren't born that way." Right. Just had to throw that one in there. Needle our uh, leftist friends, right? Pulling out their hair and hate everything we're saying. Yeah, that's a whole different. <laughs> I that yeah, that's a whole different topic. We could talk hours yeah, about yeah, that one. Not nah, switching. Uh, but uh, but we'll we'll stay focused today. <laughs> um, but yeah. That that's a better example because I was trying to think of an example with the church. Yeah. yeah, if it's a if it's a Christian school, um, and you say you're you're it's not compatible with uh, our doctrine and yeah. things like this, they can sue, and you can't fire them. Yeah, you know if you do, then you can. Sue and them. actually, that's just ridiculous. The problem is, is you can't even fire them for being a bad teacher at that point. You can't. You're even, right. Yeah, because like, if you fire them because they suck at teaching and yeah. they're just teaching the students liberal nonsense instead mm-hmm. of like I don't know music or history. Yeah. Um, they will just say it's because I'm gay or I'm transgender yeah. and then the, they get to sue anyway. Right. So that, it's such a big problem because that, that just blankets the entire LGBTQ community mm-hmm. with the license to be crappy at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. They have immunity. Yeah. You know, everyone's talking about the qualified immunity that cops enjoy. Well, this gives them qualified immunity. Yeah. They can do whatever they want and if you fire them, you knew I was gay. Yep. And that's why I was targeted. Yep. And, and the courts will rule in their favor because that's the ruling. Yep. That you can't fire someone. I don't think the courts would always rule in their favor, but it's used so often that obviously yep. there are some that slip through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that people, I've, I've, I've heard black people say, oh, I was fired because I was black. Yeah. I've and I, I spend 10 minutes with them. I'm like, no, you were fired because you were an a-hole. Yeah. You are an awful person. Mm-hmm. You call everybody racist that doesn't agree with you. Right. Um, you, you tell white people that they have to prove they're not racist to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you act like you've got this giant chip on your shoulder. Maybe that's why you were fired. Mm-hmm. Maybe interacting with customers yeah. as though they're the biggest jerks in the world mm-hmm. isn't the best business practice. Yeah. And there's... There, there's I, I haven't met so many of them, but I've heard a lot of of, uh, of stories like that, mm-hmm. uh, where people are like, "Yeah, I know this black guy, and he's like total jerk, but yeah. you know, he he got fired, and he he sued for mm-hmm. firing because he was black." Yeah, and I'm not saying all black people are like this. No, but um, you know, but that's 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 how I know that this is going to be abused. Yeah. Um, right, we've already seen it, and and it's weird because I had a conversation prior to the 2016 election with some people from church and they were concerned that where we were going, that government was going to start regulating church, demanding, you know, that gay people can go in. And I remember when it was a real concern, but we talked about it, that if, if we get a Republican in the white house and and not Hillary Clinton, then we won't have to worry about that. I did not expect the Supreme court to do this. Yeah. You know, I thought we would be, we would be safe. It would be like some Democrats in the legislature or in the Congress who would try to do this, but it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. But I didn't expect that it would come from the Supreme Court. And now everything that we feared was going to happen eventually is now coming true. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy. Within just three or four years, when we were freaking out about it, 
and thinking, okay, I think we're going to be okay now. We're going to have a Republican president and be appointing Republican judges. We're going to be good now. We at least can breathe, breathe a sigh of relief. No. When our backs were turned, they stabbed us right yep. in the back. Yep. And is destroying religion as we know it. I, mean, yep. I don't know how we're going to get past this. I don't know. Because we just cannot exist as a church if we have to accept people who have doctrines that we don't believe in. Yeah. And living lifestyles. That and not, and obviously, let me clarify, because I, I hear what uh, the listeners are going to hear. So Jim is not saying uh, gay people are not welcome in our church. Right, You're right. Welcome yeah, to yeah. come and sit down and learn and, and be yeah. a part of worship. You're more than welcome to be a part of our church. You are not more than welcome to be in our leadership. You are not more than welcome to be living a sinful lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then be over a religious institution. That's not just not happening. So continue, right. Jim. Well, yeah, that, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I didn't want to be misunderstood there. Yeah. But yeah, that, so I just don't know how, if you're a religious school or a private school or anything, I, I don't know how you're going to be able to continue to exist in the same manner. You know, because if it'll be illegal then to not hire or, or to fire yeah. people for this but at the same time if you allow it then you're eroding the foundation of christianity or whatever religion if you're muslim jewish whatever it erodes the faith because yeah. now the bible becomes something or whatever their religious doctrine is that you know you can pick and choose from like, yeah we'll follow some parts of it but we're not going to follow that part of it you know it, is the and then you get into the struggle of submitting to the authorities over you. So is the church going to rebel and say, we're not going to follow the government. We're going to do what we want to do. You know, is that in line with, with biblical practice of submitting to the authorities over you? I mean, it yeah. just opens up a whole can of worms. We can either be rebellious and say, we're not doing it. We're going to, we're going to be the rebels here. We're going to refuse, you know, and have everybody call you homophobes and, yep. and criticizing you that you're intolerant and, don't go to that church. They hate gay people. and Or you can open it up and then just erode any credibility. Yet. So I, yeah. I, I hate to sound like an alarmist and a pessimist, but I'm really not sure. Oh, I know, I know oh, don't God worry can, about sounding God, like a pessimist. God, You're about to go there. God can work this out, but in my mind, I can't see how this will end well. I just yeah. don't see how it can, how it can end well. What, what's oh, the we, are, thing? we are about to go into severe pessimism. Okay, what, uh, what's so, now? Uh, first, first mm -hmm. though, uh, I want to get to all the latest uh, news on coronavirus because we can't talk about uh, current events without yeah. talking about coronavirus. Right. So uh, let's let's uh, all the news on coronavirus. Wow, that was enlightening. So in case you guys uh, didn't pick up on that, coronavirus is not an issue anymore. Uh, no one cares about it. Uh, people. So <laughs> I saw it on Facebook. People are like, oh, we're going to stop using the term avoid like the plague because yeah. obviously people don't do that. Oh. oh, so we can compare coronavirus to the plague, which killed 80, per, 80 to 100% of the people that got it. Yeah. But we can't compare it to the flu. Right. A oh, bunch of retards. All right. Well, coronavirus is done now until it gets closer to the election. Well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, then, once then the it'll, election... It'll be back. Uh, not the virus. The the fear. Yes. <laughs> the fear-mongering will be back. The fear -mongering suddenly, will be back. it's all Trump's fault, and it's this is horrible. Yeah. They didn't I, keep us safe. Know, and, you know, I bet you, I bet you they, they discover a new strain that's going to be much more virulent. Vir, virulent. Yeah. God, that's a hard word to say. It is a hard word to say. <laughs> But I, th that's my prediction, guys. You know, you know, when I'm talking about the future, listen, because yeah. I'm always right. Yeah. Um, your gift of prophecy is just amazing. I know. It's, it's, uh, it, it is my gift. But yeah. if, if I have prophecy and I have not love, mm -hmm. uh, then I am just a clanging <laughs> gong or a noisy cymbal. So, or uh, crickets chirping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, know that, that I, I prophesy with mm -hmm. utmost love for every one of our listeners Unless you hate me, then eat my shorts. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so I want to get into talking a little bit because we, we see uh, everything that's going on lately. And we got like 10 minutes left. I don't want to go over an hour. Yeah. Um, just because our listeners, you know, I want to keep them engaged. And, mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's, it's hard to be mentally engaged in a show for over an hour. I know I've done it. Yeah. And it sucks. Uh, but... 
So where where our country is going, and um, I think I'm gonna give you, you know, unless unless you have a prediction that you you wanna, you, you think you know I see kind of this trend, or I think this is where we're going to go, um, and it, I'm specifically thinking about with regards to religion, because we were just talking about that, mm-hmm. um, and churches and. Uh, businesses, you know. So, unless you would like me to just give my... Go ahead and give yours, because I, I... That's fine. I've been thinking a lot about it the last, you know, just in general, not even because I knew this was the question was coming or anything. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just at a loss as to what... It just, it, everything oh, just seems to be going downhill, and I just don't know where it's going to end. I know. So, go so, ahead and give me your prediction here. Here's my prediction. Uh... The nuclear family will continue to be torn down. Mm-hmm. Um, homosexuality and this uh, this uh, transgenderism will, <clears throat> and it already has been in recent years. It'll pick yeah. up speed. Yeah. Um, disobedience to God is going to be much more favorable to everybody in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe very soon churches will be uh, underground. Mm. Uh, not not necessarily like. Um, having to hide from the authorities maybe mm-hmm. at first but uh, we will lose our buildings we will lose our 501c3 status we will lose our our uh, our business model type church unless yeah. we capitulate to the government mm-hmm. that, Which, is that the, the numbers you left us that the tax exemption yeah for churches? 501c3, okay, yeah. yes that's yeah. tax exemptions for churches yeah I totally agree with that we're gonna lose that oh yeah um and and I, I, I just think sinfulness is going to be run run rampant, especially with cops uh, mm-hmm. being defunded. Um, cop, I don't know that that's going to stay. I think we will start to see... Because Detroit, we're already seeing crime increase. Yeah. Um, so I think we will hold on to enough civilization, at least for my lifetime, that we don't get rid of the cops. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure religion is going to be over before the end of my lifetime. Um, at least in the sense that it is not state run and state dictated on what mm-hmm. you can and can't do. Um, so we're going to be meeting in, uh, in, uh, somebody's house and, you know, pastor Nate's yeah. going to be, you know, we may have to move to a model where we just meet with our small groups and we watch the sermon. Very and similar to it. the old church. Yeah. You know, when they were being persecuted by the state. Yes. Where it becomes, yes. like you said, not like China where we're meeting hidden, but yeah. But we're like hidden in plain it, sight. It will get there. It will yeah. get there eventually. We yeah. will have to hide from the authorities eventually. Um, but I don't know about in our lifetime. I, I don't think in our lifetime. Yeah. Eh. I mean, it is hard to say because things say. are moving faster than I would have predicted. Yeah. 20 years ago, I would have said none of this could have happened. I'm like, there's no way yeah. in our society this would people would allow it. And it has. Yeah. So it is possible. It is. But you're saying like the, the first step will be hiding in plain sight. Like we'll just be getting together and... Yeah. You know, like at people's houses. I mean, yeah. not secretive where nobody admits it, but just where we just get rid of the building. We just yep. much smaller, more informal. Yep. Like you said, no business model, no, uh, you know, uh, business meetings, you know, where we're talking about funds and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just more informal. Just, yep. Yeah. Yep. The church, the church will be responsible for uh, more of what it's doing. It's going to be really hard to fund Christian organizations. So mm-hmm. I mean, the church is going to have to just step up. Yeah. We're going to have to start being the church for real. You're right. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I, I say we were getting into a uh, uh, an area of pure pessimism because um, we're losing freedoms. We are. We're yeah. watching freedoms evaporate right in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, want, I definitely don't want to leave it there because we have much greater freedom. Uh, at least you and yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our listeners do. Some of them are sitting here listening to us thinking, oh my gosh, quit talking about God. All right, hey, I put it at the end of the show. You don't want to listen. Just tune right. us up. Uh, yeah. So, but this, this, mod- I mean, since we've come to America to escape religious persecution, the mm-hmm. church has um, gone through a lot of different phases. It's gone through a lot of different things, but it's been free the entire time. Yeah. Um, and we are at the point now where we've got Joel Osteen, Creflo Dollar, you know, uh, yeah, just insanely disgusting mm-hmm. uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, calling themselves pastors, mm-hmm. misleading the church. Um, it's going to be a lot easier in the future to separate out who is really a Christian and who is not. Uh, you're not yeah. just going to be sitting in a good Bible-believing church and think you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so while it is a net negative for the country and for the quality of life, it is a net positive for spirituality, for Christian living, mm-hmm. and for kingdom work. Yeah. Because, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not pointing anybody, any fingers at anybody. No. I'm, I'm pointing a finger at me. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I know I can get lazy. I can get right. complacent in my freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can get complacent in the fact that, well, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I've, I've got every opportunity ever. And mm-hmm. now that I see opportunities just slipping and eroding yeah. and um, the, the potential for more opportunities going away, I'm just like, I better start doing something. Yeah. I better start doing some kingdom work because right. pretty soon I might get killed for it. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I was talking to somebody on Sunday about that, how... One of the great things, if you had to find a silver lining to the lockdown and all this, was that I'd become very complacent yeah. at church. And now suddenly, and I've noticed other people too, when we go to church, they're excited to be there. Like yeah. there for a while, earlier this year, last year, I mean, I've been going to church here for a long time. And lots of times on Sunday mornings, it's everything you can do. You see everyone and they're just kind of half asleep. Yeah. They've just kind of dragged themselves in. Um, I'm not saying they don't want to be there, but they just, you know, but it's kind of a struggle, you know, like, oh, I'm tired, I, I need coffee, I can't, you know. Everyone, including myself, shows up, we're excited, I'm excited, I'm getting up early, like, I'm going to church today, I'm getting dressed, I yeah. got a big smile on my face, everybody who comes through is smiling and being like, so glad to be here, so glad to be here. And I thought, there is a silver lining, because we had all, including myself, especially, I noticed it myself, was just getting complacent, you know, just routine. I go to church every Sunday. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I wake up early, you know, and it just became routine. And now it's excited me again. Like yeah. now I'm excited about Christianity. I'm excited about being a, being a part of the church family and being able to come and worship God with other Christians. And so, and hearing the music and everything, and it's like, ah, oh, I forgot how great this is. Instead of just watching it on a screen and, you know, and hearing a message, like yeah. just being there. So yeah, I agree. It's, it, it it sucks for our state and our, for our country, but there is an excitement now, a spiritual awakening almost, you know. Absolutely. That God, God used this. You know, it's that all things work together for good to those who love God. You know, even something horrible like the lockdown and all this, God worked it to good because now it's given us all fire. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, I'm really excited about that part of it is not pessimistic. I'm really yeah. excited about what we're going to be able to do as a church. But yeah. for the country, what? as a patriot, I'm pessimistic. Yeah. So something, something that really struck a chord with me um, in this, uh, because of the lockdown, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there were so many people like, oh, shoot, my life didn't change all that much. Yeah. Even me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shoot, my life didn't change all that much. Oh, you know, I can't, can't go to church on Sunday morning, but the right. rest Monday through Friday, I'm doing the same thing. Why? Yeah. Why is this, you know, why am I not mm-hmm. um, meeting with people, discipling, you yeah. know, out trying to spread the gospel, like mm-hmm. things that you should that require large crowds, yeah. um, things that require you to go out and engage with people, you couldn't do anymore. And I, I realized that, shoot, when am I doing that? Right. Like, I do a little bit of it at school. Yeah. I do a little bit of evangelism here and there. Yeah. You know, I talk, I shared the gospel with somebody last year on the bus mm-hmm. on the way to Forest Hills Northern. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I I, uh, I try, and, try and be there for, you know, the, the students that are Christians that, uh, maybe are struggling in their faith. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, um, my life didn't change a whole lot at home. And, and maybe I'm being too hard on myself, but uh, maybe I'm not being... I don't think God would put that in my heart if I was being too hard on myself. So... No. Um, and it's, that's something to think about for everybody. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Who am I discipling? Mm-hmm. Who, am I, who am I engaging with? Who am I praying for? Who am I praying to see come to salvation? Mm-hmm. Whom you know? Am I praying for somebody to disciple? Am I praying for wisdom and discipling? Am I praying for you know? Mm-hmm. There's so many things. So um, we are just about out of time. Uh, we wanted to end on that positive note. Yeah. We wanted to uh, you know a little a little bit of uh, self reflection as well. But mm-hmm. you know the positive note is that Christ will be victorious. Yeah, he will. There's no doubt in my mind about that because uh, he created his opposition. So I mean. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's that's our show for today. We're gonna stop there. Um, remember the website. Uh, I, we do have some some subscribers. Uh, we I am still working on a newsletter. I promise. Uh, we will be getting that up 
and uh, and working on that. Uh, so to all of our loyal subscribers and listeners, we thank you so much uh, because without you, we'd just be talking to each other. And mm-hmm. as much as I love talking to you, Jim, yeah, uh, <laughs> likewise, I would likewise, I would love yeah. to to have more people listening. So. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, remember to share us with friends, uh, share us with family, share us with your political opponents, share us with people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Go out on the street, hold up a sign, Holmes Politicast. <laughs> Just do it. All right? I, I know it might be a little embarrassing at first, but guys, come on. Just do it. Um, all right. So we will be back next week. Regular scheduled programming. Um, oh, I wanted to say uh, this one's free. Uh, we're going to be doing this, I think, every six months. We're going to be doing a six-month recap. <laughs> this one's free. We're gonna have to, I'm going to have to start putting stuff behind the paywall, guys, because uh, we're getting clipping and dropouts on our thing because we have crappy equipment, and we're both using the same mic. And uh, If we want to get higher quality, I'm going to have to start a paywall. So uh, this one's free. The next one, you're going to be paying the big bucks for. You don't get this. You don't get all this wisdom yeah, here just yeah. for free. No. All right? So you know, start coughing up. Uh, so yes, we will be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless.